WIFA Waves is sponsored by WIFA Accelerator, an education hub to amplify your career. Shop the hub or explore our persona pathways to find all the ways that you can accelerate your career trajectory and make meaningful partnerships along the way. We want to help you crush your near and long-term goals. So collaborate with us over at womeninfitness.org backslash accelerate. Hello, I am Lindsay Rainwater, founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. And I'm Morgan Hills Adetoye, director of all things WIFA. And this is WIFA Waves the sound waves of your career. A podcast devoted to supporting the who, what, and how of your career trajectory. We got you. Let's ride these waves together. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to the WIFA Waves podcast. We are incredibly grateful today to have two powerhouse women with us. Miss Emma Berry and Lucy A.D. I cannot believe the lineup that these two are going to bring you. So I'm going to brag on them for a few minutes. Miss Emma Berry, I have had the pleasure of knowing intimately now for quite some time and very intimately over the last couple of years as she was a WIFA board of directors. So if you don't already know, Emma is a global authority in the fitness industry. She has over 25 years with brands the like of Bless Mills, Equinox. I mean, if you've had to be living under a rock if you don't know who those two brands are. She is absolutely an influencer in what's coming next. So if you need to talk to anyone about the trends that are upcoming, she is the mastermind. She's a sought-after speaker, business forums, trends, panels, women's events, you name it. She's also a, um, was a WIFA board member for a couple of years, and she's an, advise, an advisor all over the globe. Currently living in LA, but is a Kiwi by nature. Hey, Emma, I'm glad you're here with us today. So happy to be here, Linz. Thanks for having us on. Yes, and you've introduced us to the lovely Lucy, who is your co-founder, and we're going to get into good soul hunting here in a moment, but the two of you masterminds, Lucy is a connoisseur who has a finely tuned skill set over the last 15 years of her career in HR, employment law, and international agency recruitment. Wow, what a powerhouse. She has a degree in law and psychology, so if you need to talk to anyone, she's here for us all, right? She's like, no, not really, but yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. Lucy's devoted the last decade of her life to building teams and people across New Zealand, U.S., and the U.K. She balances her work life by globetrotting, animal-loving, and loves her wine consumption. Lucy, welcome. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your WIFA story. So um, let's start with you, Lucy. Tell us a little bit about your WIFA story. It's our favorite question to start with, because after all, this is the WIFA Ways podcast. So how did you and WIFA come about? Yeah, well, I'm actually very excited because I'm a brand new member of WIFA, uh, but I have, I, I was in the US for four years and um, working for Les Mills, and so I heard amazing things about what you were creating, and now I'm really excited to be a part of it. Mm, and we're glad to have you, and I think Emma might have influenced you a little. 
she did but also a lot of your other members as well have have said amazing things so um yeah definitely emma but a few other names that you'll know mm. and emma i would love to hear a little bit about your weepa story well i just uh, as you know it's always about the party for me so there was this party at ursa and uh, mm. i just had to get in and there was a lot of pink and there was a lot of founding <laughs> and there were a lot of faces that i knew and i'm like why am i not at that party so um you know busting the door met half the people that uh, were on the board and i thought this is this is just a, such an incredible conversation to be having in the industry right then and you know even in those what was that now three years ago Lynn? yeah it was yeah so three years ago um you know women in leadership um i think there's been you know quite a lot of traction that's happened since then but it was very stark you know and mm -hmm. This was a very necessary conversation that you were bringing to the fitness industry so i was just a delighted to find the best party at usa but then secondly you know to, to actually get climb right inside the organization get involved with the board meet all the people that were at that wonderful launch event and meet some people who literally shaped our industry like we went right back to the beginning because really our industry is only about 50 years old so to have all of that history before me in one night was you know left, left a mark and uh, obviously still a keen member Mm. Um, and unfortunately had to step off the board because we were launching this baby and um, only had so much time. So, you know, adore the organisation and you and the work that you and, and Morgan and the team do. Mm, thank you, Emma. And it's we wouldn't be where we are without you. So thank you for your contributions over the last couple of years. Yes, that is very true. Emma is definitely one of my favorite people. And so I feel super grateful to have been able to work so closely with you. I seriously am kind of fangirl sometimes because I'm. it's so fun that I have the opportunity to work so closely with Emma and, and hang out um, when we get to be in the same state and stuff. So thank you for all you do. And Lucy, thank you for being here as well. Thanks, Morgan. Another question that we really love to ask is to talk a little bit about your early childhood, something that you remember that either you played as a young um, girl or that you just, it just sticks in your mind or that your parents have told you about the kind of person you were. Um, what is something from that that you really see in yourself today? Well, I think this is, um, I was laughing about this when I was looking at the questions. I have the world's worst memory for being a child and I have no idea what that says <laughs> about me, but I was trying to remember, I read a lot of books, um, but I, I'm not sure what I played. Um, but I guess one of my big memories, well, what, I guess one of my formative things from my childhood was um, my dad was actually in a, uh, he was stuck up Mount Cook, which is New Zealand's highest mountain. And he was um, trapped up there for two weeks when I was 10 months old, so just a baby. Um, and, you know, was, uh, you know, feared for, for dead at one point, but luckily was not and um, did end up being a, a double amputee. So that was, I, I guess, part of my childhood that shaped it because what he went on to do was a lot of amazing things, um, like become the first double amputee to climb Mount Everest, um, he's a Paralympic cyclist. He was a chief winemaker for, for Montana wines and things like that. So I think having him as part of my life and watching him go through all of that, I definitely don't think I have, um, you know, necessarily gone as far as he has, but I, I hope that I have picked up a lot of his 
I guess, um, you know, attitude and, and will to achieve goals and things like that. So that's sort of, a, I, I guess, a big part of my, my childhood, really, if we're looking at it from how it forms you as a person today. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. That is a lot. <laughs> and so grateful that he is with us because obviously he was meant to do a lot of incredible things and for you to have that influence in your life. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I mean, I feel like I'm the opposite story. I feel terrible, Lucy, because I have nothing but happy feelings from my, from my childhood. Mine was still a happy. I take it as a positive. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, for me, I mean, um, gosh, I was brought up in the in the sort of the swinging seventies, and it was very hands off for parents back in those days. I have fond memories of going around to to friends' houses at night, and of course, the parents couldn't be bothered getting a babysitter or any anything like that. I mean, you weren't supposed to cost any money, so we had this huge big Land Rover, and they used to just put three scoops of chips which is French fries in New Zealand, um, in a big thing of newspaper and sort of throw them in the back. And we'd sort of sit in there and, you know, do a few things and have a few conversations because there was no social media. And that would be the babysitter is just sort of eventually going to sleep in the, in the back of a Land Rover parked up um, someone's driveway. So very fond memories, but my parents tell me just always fiercely independent. So we were expected to walk to school, do three sports, pass your grades, you know, all of that stuff. So you know, what's carried forward, I guess, in my life has been just this fierce independence and, you know, wanting to uproot and go and live in different countries and, you know, perhaps not follow the script. So um, that's certainly been my life. And here's the next chapter. Well, certainly um, resembles your life today as far as that free spirit and not being able to sit still. And I think, you know, probably the last eight months of life has been not easy on your spirit because um, you are, you, I mean, prior to this year, like you traveled more than anyone I think I've ever known. So it's just like, I can totally imagine you and your buddies in the back of a Land Rover, just chowing down, talking about life. And I, I hope that um, I would imagine your kids probably see that in you too. How freaking formative. And that's, I, I mean, it kind of parlays itself into what I want to hear next, Lucy, from you is like, what is something I cannot Google about you that you want to share with our listeners? <laughs> well, on the other end of the spectrum, I was thinking about that because you can Google a lot. Um, so one thing I thought of is when I'm doing work, obviously not if I'm on a phone call or doing a podcast or something, but when I'm doing work, I tend to have Netflix on in the background like all day long, which I'm sure any productivity expert would say is an absolutely shocking idea. But for some reason, it really, really works for me and it focuses the mind. And I probably couldn't tell you what happened in any of it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what you can't Google about me. <laughs> what shows on? Is it like a documentary? Is it just Bravo all day long? Like, what do you watch? It would usually be, it would usually be something that has like many, many seasons yeah. that just sit in the background. So, like, I, I'm trying to think of an example. Like um, The Office. Exactly, exactly. I've watched that a lot. So exactly. So yeah, quite an odd thing. I do have one friend that does the same thing, but she and I are the only people I've ever heard of that do that. That is impressive. Emma, I would imagine you feel impressed and I want to know what I can't Google about you. Pretty much nothing. I'm guilty of TMI. Everyone knows way too much about my life. So I don't think there's anything like, I swear I cast, I swear every moment uh the good the bad the ugly the personal the professional it's all there 
This is oh. true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure there's got to be something out there. We'll get to it eventually. <laughs> um, Emma, you know, tell us a little bit about how you met Lucy and how you guys started working together. Yeah, look, it's it's so funny because it feels, I, I feel like the Highlander. I don't know if you guys know that movie, you're probably too young, but it's like, I feel like I've lived for a thousand years and had like these whole chapters of my story. And so when I actually looked at the calendar, it's only 10 years, right, Luz? Mm-hmm. It's only 10, so 10 years ago, um, I had the great pleasure of hiring Lucy into Les Mills International. So we were building our team and, um, you know, starting to get global and, you know, we were, we were beginning, we'd gone over 100 staff, so we were really beginning to grow quite big. So I, I fondly remember we went through quite a great process, had a great team uh, working, working with us as well. And, um, and I remember this Lucy came in and we're like, wow, this, why, why would she want to work here? Like, she's so smart and so overqualified for what we're asking for here. You know, she's a lawyer and, you know, all of these things. And, you know, not, not the typical um, person that you think would be applying for this role, which was, you know, fundamentally going to be around recruitment. Anyway, met Lucy and I just thought, oh, my God, you're the, from my perspective, you're the other, other half that I need because, you know, I love flying at 10,000 feet and going a million miles an hour, but, you know, details, details and, you know, thinking things through and locking things down and following up and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, we had the great pleasure of welcoming Lucy to the team and, you know, she has ended up being, you know, just a massive success in whatever she touches. And, you know, personally, I adore working with, with Luce because she's just everything that I'm not. And then we have this wonderful respect between each other that just we end up getting much more done in a much better way than either of us could do uh, without each other. So, I mean, that's my experience. I have no idea what she's about to say. But, um, yeah, it was, it was past lives and 10 years ago, which it actually for me feels like 500 years ago and it feels like yesterday. It's the weirdest thing. That's amazing. I love that story. I feel I feel there's a lot of resemblance in with Lindsay and I in the sense of um, how how Lindsay works and how I work. Like you ha- you need the person who thinks at ten thousand feet, and then you need the person who will execute on all those incredible ideas that you have. And um, I'm so happy that you guys have each other. But Lucy, just what's something that you remember about that process, or any fun story you want to tell about working with Emma in those early times? Oh, I have many, many, many. <laughs> I know a few things that you probably couldn't find on Google about Emma. Um, but no, my first my first impression was I was at the office in Auckland in my interview and Emma comes sprinting in late, uh, wearing her workout gear, drops to the floor and does 10 uh, press-ups. And I was like, what on earth is going on? And so she'd been teaching, like teaching body pump or something down the road. And and, in Les Mills at the time, if you were late, you had to drop in and give me 10 kind of thing. So that was my very first impression. Um, But my other part of that story, which Emma may or may not have remembered, is that they said no to me to start with and hired somebody else who had more experience doing um, exactly what they were looking for. Um, But then they came back to me in a month and I was absolutely devastated. I remember crying my eyes out when I got the no. But a month later, they came back and said, I feel like, you know, like as Emma said, it feels like there's the right fit here. Um, And so they created a a different role for me, which was um, working for the, the senior leadership team. 
uh, which was amazing because it really got me to understand all of the Les Mills business, but, but wider business as well and, and start building those relationships with, you know, the CEO and, and senior executive team members from the start. So yes, it was, um, it was an interesting journey, but an amazing one at the same time. Lucy, I can just imagine Emma darting across the room, dropping right. to the floor and then being like, okay, we're ready to get started. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I've done my push-ups. So <laughs> fast forward now a decade and the two of you have collaborated on a brilliantly named Good Soul Hunting. So I want to hear what is the vision and mission for this organization? And I'm going to leave it up to the two of you who wants to kick off that conversation. Sure. Yeah, we're really, really excited. We had our launch uh, yesterday, um, which is um, very, very cool. So our, our vision and mission for Good Soul Hunting is really about perfect people placement lives at the intersection of art and science. And so what we're doing is handpicking executive go-getters for purpose-driven health and fitness companies. And we exist to accelerate the efforts of these companies to do good in the world by matching them with good souls who share their passion and who have the skill set to explosively grow their impact. And we're specializing particularly in the fit tech, well tech and personalized health sectors. Emma, yeah. anything you um, want to add? Sorry, yeah, how we came about was um, Lucy had actually decided to sort of get into this space. She'd moved from New Zealand to the US with Les Mills and then on to the UK. Um, you know, hooked up with Matt, who's our other co-founder, and, uh, and Lucy's husband as well, and really decided that this was, it was always a great love, and I do remember that about Lucy was, you know, she really loved the people side of things, finding the perfect fit for people, and so she did get this business going last year, and then realised that actually there's quite a bit of opportunity here, and maybe it's more than just a one or a two-person show, and maybe we can really start focusing, so it was sort of one of those interesting things. It literally was in a bar in London that um, we started to sort of form this. And Lucy actually caught the train in one day and said to me, look, hey, look, we're thinking about this. You, you know, and I thought, oh, I'm actually quite interested in this. This is really weird because I know that we work well together. Um, I'm out there meeting a lot of investors, working with a lot of boutiques, working with a lot of high-end brands, looking at technology coming in. Um, and there just seemed to be <clears throat> a gap in you know, as, as the industry grows up, because it's been very hobbyist till now, for sure there's some big brands in there, but it has been very hobby and I could feel this transition. So it really felt like a, a good thing. But anyway, we started talking and then we just decided to look, let's go through the, the, the rebrand, let's look a little bit deeper and, and go for it. So and it's been really exciting because the whole time we've been building this brand and, and before launching it, we've been working the business. So it's not just a, we hope this works, we know it works and um, it's been really exciting to see it shape further and you know we do intend to be <clears throat> and we are quite disruptive you know we, we are not the old dust off the old cv old recruitment car salesy that's not our story it's very much around finding good people and putting them in great roles now that we kind of have both sides of that conversation and um you know we're really interesting you know we, we've hooked up with a bunch of ex-colleagues to help with the marketing with help with the story writing with you know, promoting it through all the people that we know through all the industry events that we go to and all of that stuff. So it's been, it really has been had a cast of hundreds, I'd say, uh, of people contributing to it. And we're very excited to be in this space now. That's incredible. I honestly got like chills while you guys were talking about it, because I think 
culture and being so um, just really dialed in about who's going to be the best fit and intentional about people is such a big deal. And I, I think a lot of industries lack in that. And I would say the fitness industry does too, in the sense of, you know, not being intentional about who the right person is and instead of just filling the seat with what on paper looks like could be the right person. And so incredible work that you guys are embarking on. Thank you. Thank you. So obviously you launched yesterday. We're recording this in mid-September. Um, you know, I know that I'm sure all of your work at the beginning, like through this pandemic is pretty intense and for sure no joke. So tell us a little bit about why you feel that right now is still the best time for everyone to use your services and um, invest in good soul hunting. Yeah, it's been really interesting. Like Emma said, we had started before um, before COVID. Um, and I think when when COVID hit, we did the same thing as everybody else, which was, you know, stop, think about what we were doing, have the, the inevitable discussion about pivoting. Um, and actually what we found was we were already in the right spot. So I think, you know, from our industry experience, whether that's, you know, Matt through his sort of 30 odd years here in, here in the UK and, and the US and then my experience and obviously Emma's, we had felt that the um, fitness and, and wider kind of health space was moving towards technology. And so we had already started looking in that space. So we weren't really recruiting for clubs. Um, we were really looking at, you know, whether it was a boutique that was planning to scale from an, in a digital um, way, um, some of the recovery products, international health and wellness technology brands launching in America, that was already the space that we were looking at. Um, and so we've been quite lucky, I think, that that is, is what has come out of COVID as being um, an acceleration, I think, of what was going to happen anyway. And I remember sitting in Emma's um, sweat conference um, keynote in February earlier this year, uh, where she was talking to everybody about the future of fitness and the future involving technology and that everyone was significantly further behind where they needed to be. And about a month and a half later, that all hit them <laughs> very hard. Um, so yeah, I think we've, we were sort of in that space already, which has positioned us to, to work solidly. I guess through COVID, and and we're excited to help help all these brands really move and pivot into that sort of connected fitness digital space, um, and work with brands outside of the the specific fitness space as well. So personalized health, um, you know, you've got some of the new primary care options where they're building out um, membership models, both digital and um, and in clinics. You've got you know Maven and and companies like that focus on women. So that was really the space that we were looking to to build into, and that's um, remained true really through the pandemic. I love that. That's incredible. Well, kudos because it will rock the world for sure. Emma, anything you would like to add to that? Yeah, look, I think Luce covered it really well. Other than times have been relatively buoyant for us, there are opportunities mm -hmm. out there. Um, like Lucy said, 
everyone sort of did a throat clearing exercise for the first month or two and then for the last three months in earnest there's definitely been a lot of great talent in the market and you know a lot of people have taken this time you know either their business has changed you know for the for, for better or for worse during these times but there certainly has been some good talent in the market and people are now knowing that they need to have the very best because we're now in accelerated times so you know there's sort of a rough you know whether it's two or three years that everything's been accelerated by especially in the technical technical side everything's accelerating people need better people who can move faster who've been where they need to go next so we're definitely finding that there's a lot of people able to switch brands quite easily right now provided they have the skill set so i think it's that's sort of a very interesting thing and that's what we've been focusing on um and it sort of leads into your next question which i, I know is around differentiation you know <clears throat> why did we do this why now and why us and why the way that we're doing it because here's the key thing none of us are actually recruiters you know we've got a lawyer we've got a growth guy we've got a girl who's come from great customer service and stuff i've come from fitness you know primarily doing a bunch of things in there so we do take you know sort of a slightly anti-recruiter anti approach in the sense that we're all good people we know good people and we know what good looks like we also know that the rules are changing and we want to be a part of retelling that story in a more relevant way you know lucy and i were just having a conversation before this around you know people put in their cv now and they're like oh you've got to have had 10 years of this and five years of that and and we're questioning that now because we're in such different times that sometimes we have the perfect candidate for you but you just don't know it because we know what they've done and what their story is and we know what you're trying to write so we're very good at actually we're having to educate both sides of that equation and i think that's something that makes us very special is that we're all business people first and foremost so we understand needs we're not just sitting there delivering to some empty cv or resume so you know I, i'll just sort of add that you know the timing is great and we love people there isn't a week that goes by that i don't have people saying have you got a job for me and people on the other side saying have you got good people who could so i thought oh you know we, we may as well build a bridge here right oh well and you are a resource for so many in the industry for so many different avenues. And so as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, and I completely agree, because especially if you've ever started anything, you know, the 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 way that you end up starting something is you're the jack of all trades or the Jill of all trades for those first couple of years. And so you might have experience in all departments. And then the next job you try to apply for, they say, well, what about your experience in marketing? You got right out of school, had a degree, and then you're all over the place. Whereas you might know that individual and you know, like, hey, listen, they can build a fucking website. They can build a marketing plan. I've watched them do A, B, C, and D. You know, like I'm, I may or may not be talking about me and Morgan, but like, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those things where you're like, try to not hire me for something. And like you, if you know that story, you can put that person in the right position and watch their career just take off. Yeah, actually, just on that, we have, when we were bringing our brand together, we have a saying, you know, cipher and soul. So we definitely do look at the science and we look at the art as well. So, and we're trying to find the quickest way. I mean, uh, Lucy should share the stats. Like if we look for a role, and this is, this is when people really start to realize that there is an art and science to it. So when you hire a role, Lucy, I mean, tell us what you go through. Like someone will come to us and they'll say, we want this. What will you go through? Yeah, I think something else that makes us slightly different is our process. So basically, in recruitment speak, what we do is we run what is called a retained search, but we run it in a different way. So 
we will work on a role and we'll start by searching. So we're essentially headhunting is the other, I guess, recruitment speak for it. But I would look through, you know, up to, uh, up to sort of 6,000 LinkedIn profiles based on, um, you know, getting a really deep understanding of, of the role that we're talking about. So I would probably spend no less than, you know, a good 90 minutes or a few different meetings with, with a business to really understand the need, understand the role, um, understand what the opportunity is and what the story is for somebody. Like why would, and especially because we're often working with um, companies that are growing. And so we may need to be able to tell their story in a way that um, gets people that have bigger brands maybe under their belt, uh, get them really excited about, about some of these newer opportunities. So we do a lot of work up front to really understand what it is that they're looking for. And then using that, then we're looking um, on the LinkedIn side and our networks, of course. Um, but yeah, I would often look at, at up to sort of 6,000 profiles to start with, you know, reaching out to 100, 200 people. Um, you know, you'll get a certain percentage of response back, rate back from that. We're having maybe 20 to 30 conversations and, and sort of it, the funnel works its way through there to, to them presenting the right people that we've been able to find and get really excited about the opportunity. So this is not a situation where we're posting a job and seeing who's around. It's, it's very much um, targeting the right people and getting them excited about an opportunity. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's, I guess, the process side. But as Emma said, we're very much about the human side as well. So we, I will often know out of those 6,000 people, I know who it is when I come across them. So from the first conversation, I'll get a little spidey sense happening and that tends to be the one. Not always, but I'd say in 80% of the roles that I've, I've recruited over the last year, um, I've known who it is from that conversation and that's the, that's the sole part of the equation. Well, and having the intuitive thought around knowing the organization from a emotional intelligence standpoint and being able to make that match is really what I'm kind of hearing the heartbeat of this organization is. So when you saw, or when you saw, I'm curious from the, from the aspect of technology and how that parlays itself into health and wellness, we all saw the launch Apple made last week and their um, being a even stronger presence in the fitness industry than ever with the Fitness Plus launch coming out later this year. Friends of ours like Jay Blonick and Molly Fox are a part of this. It's very exciting. But what is your take on this? What do you think it means for health and fitness? And the how do you think you'll play a role as a primary recruiter in the industry now? It's a great, great question. And I think um, we've known Apple's been coming for a long time. And, you know, they really sort of lead the big tech uh, conversation, especially in fitness. So I think a few things happen. So first of all, Jay and the team, uh, Jay and friends, um, have certainly validated fitness. So if you, if you look at what we've all been through in the last six months, we were often the first to close. We were often the last and still of us still aren't open. The last to open, we've been the petri dish of, you know, cleanliness and all of these things. It's been, you know, the, the marketing stories have been five to one negative on the fitness industry. So I think, you know, what, what's really happened in that time is we have not been able to 
put our story out there correctly around the fact that we are part of the solution. And I think Apple makes us part of that solution by the fact that they're a $2 trillion company. They know more, they've got more data on you, me. They know us better than we know us. Um, so there's a validation piece. There's also the fact that you've now got um, a, a, a hospital sitting on your wrist. You've now got a gym sitting on your wrist. You've now got a data collection. You've got an access to the world sitting on your wrist and they've built that. And Jay knew what he was building, you know, when he joined the brand seven years ago and has just slowly worked towards that. So I think it's changed everything. And also they've chosen, you know, and there's what, one and a half billion devices or something that they just popped up one morning and said, hey, listen to us at 10 o'clock today. Um, away we go. So they've got distribution, they've got software, they've got hardware, they know everyone in the world and they can pay you whatever you need to be paid to be a part of the Apple story. So really what will they do in our industry? They will very firmly bring health and fitness together. Um, it's no secret that Tim Cook is definitely knowing that that's the gift to humanity is to to democratise health and to give people to be able to manage their own health. Like that's actually what they're doing. So the fact that they can now measure your basic biometrics as well as understand all your behaviours, as well as, I mean, can you imagine what they know with all the hundreds of thousands of uh, apps that are launched every second of the day? Like just that, that data, uh, and we know, I don't know if you ladies have seen The Social Dilemma, I just disturbed myself yesterday by watching mm -hmm. that, but, but you know, I mean, we're in those times. I mean, we are, mm -hmm. our thoughts are not our own, you know, and, and, and I think the thing that stuck, stuck to me out of that, apart from I'm so concerned for my children, I've got to go and start ripping devices out of their hands, but, was just the fact that we're running seven billion Truman shows like we are not even having a conversation we're being fed our own preferences and so that, that was scaring me in a level at a certain level you know but but you know Apple are playing in that space I do believe that they're genuinely a good company trying to do the, the right thing and I do think they're trying to put behaviors in people's lives that are going to positively addict them to them because we are in a pandemic we're in an obesity pandemic we're in a uh, an anxiety pandemic i mean there's so many things going wrong with us as human beings right now um that i hope that they're a part of that solution um yeah but but it's a big conversation they've come in cheap they've come in everywhere and they've come in comprehensively and that changes the role of stuff i think a lot more people are going to have access to it which i think is a positive thing it's going to be very competitive, which I think is going to be a positive thing if you're competitive and you're in business. You don't ever want to be a monopoly. That doesn't work for anyone. Um, so I think they've, they've changed the world of fitness. I think they'll change the roles, the expectations, what behaviours are taken out there in the same way that putting a computer in most households or you know these sorts of things have advanced the human uh, condition. But I also think we need to have the watch outs as well. You know. There is a bit of irony, and I do share this with Jay from time to time. I find it very ironic that I'm now looking at my watch to tell me when to breathe, when to stand up, how to meditate. You know, that the irony is not lost on me on that. So, but very big player, which, but it's really going to forward the, the, the conversation for fitness, I believe. Yeah, I will say just, you know, being a part of the fitness industry and seeing that was especially with everything that has been happening this year it makes you feel good to be a part of the fitness industry because when one of the largest companies in the world is betting on fitness you know that we're going to be okay it's not going away that's for sure it's about to blow the frick up so it's exciting it will change though and i think that's the big thing is that it's definitely a hybrid space now so just to think it's going to be face-to-face -face bricks and mortar uh, is very very naive at this point
Oh yeah. If you don't have a digital arm to your fitness business, then you're missing out. That's for sure. Everyone needs to get with the times. <laughs> Well, speaking of um, lots of shifts and things that are happening, you know, this year in 2020, it's been a whirlwind, that's for sure. But what is a shift that you are seeing? Obviously, we did talk about that with Apple Plus, but is there any other shifts that you're happy to see the fitness industry moving towards? Um, I guess for me is... Um... And you know a lot of a lot of the work I've done over the years has been in the personal development space. And I, what I have enjoyed about these times is that there's this sense of we've all been sent back to our rooms to think about what we just did. You know, there's definitely that feeling. And I think every business has had to do the same thing as well. And if you are on a rocky stability uh, instability, um, or if your foundations aren't set, or if you're not on good intention. I think all of that has kind of been washed out. I think it is one of the, the good things that's happened now is that we are re-going back to why do I exist? Why does my business exist? What good am I going to do in the world? So I think there's been, you know, and of course there's people trying to take advantage of the situation as well, but I do like the deeper thought that we've been put into. Um, and I don't know what you ladies have been going through, but I've definitely had memories coming back to me really strongly. And it's like, usually I'm moving through life so fast. I actually... I do forget to be present and some of those wonderful experiences that I've had in my life don't stay with me for very long because I'm so busy getting on to the next. So, I mean, I actually personally like what's happening with fitness. We're having to satisfy and really slow down and think, why are our people joining but not staying? Why are our people happy but not committed? Why can they not get these positive addiction, these things in their life, and I use that in the positive sense, positive little hits in their life that keep them on the trail why are we so easily diverted so i'm really happy that this is allowing the fitness industry and the health industry and every industry actually to think more deeply about that uh, and and really work on on that to i guess push the the human conversation forward because i feel like we've been circling and uh circling for a while so this feels like true progress for me at least anyway the global inhale exhale we've all been needing <laughs> Yeah, I can, whether it's journaling or being reflective or slowing down or scheduling a later day, I know those are all things that I've looked at. And, you know, interesting flexibilities like working in different time blocks during the day or working different days of the week, things that might have been awkward to present to an organization up until now, whereas I find that it's not anymore because it's really all on the table. And people are comfortable asking questions like, well, when's your child doing their school? When can we do the Zoom call so we don't interfere with their schedule? Like those are considerations now, which for so many years, I, I think especially as a parent, there's this assumption that your kids just aren't there and you don't have to be a parent for a certain number of hours a day when you're working, when really it's all hyper blended. So I love the, I love that part of what's going on right now. So typically at this point in our interviews, we like to switch gears to some rapid, choir, rapid fire questions. And then we are absolutely going to make sure that everyone knows how to get in touch with both Lucy and Emma and Good Soul Hunting. So rest assured, we will leave time at the very end. But in the meantime, we're gonna put you on the hot seat and get some questions answered that I'm sure our, listening, our listeners are burning to know. So um, I will kick us off and then Morgan and I are gonna ping pong back and forth. Are you ready, ladies? Ladies? Yes, we are. I'm more ready than Lucy. Lucy's looking scared. <laughs> first thing that pops to your mind. First thing that pops to your mind. Okay, so 
Um, Morgan, I'm going to throw a couple in there that we don't normally use. So favorite pair of athletic leggings brand? Savvy. Which one? Savvy. Savvy. Lucy. Um, I still only have Reebok Les Mills. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> I love that. Um, Lucy, what's your favorite word? Um, the one that's been used most recently over the last two days has been the F word. <laughs> Emma, what's your favorite word? Well, that's mine, actually, because I use it as adjective, noun, verb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your favorite um, beauty, and it doesn't have to be makeup, but thing that you do for yourself, beauty hack that you're into right now? Emma. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've never been much of a, um, a facial girl, but I have actually been doing that because the girls have got so much product left over. So I have been enjoying some facial stuff at home with the girls. Nice. Lucy? Um, yeah, we're New Zealand girls. We don't do a lot in this area. <laughs> um, my, my favorite product right now is um, all from Beauty Pie, which Ooh. is a subscription where um, I'll, I'll let you Google it. But yeah, in, everything from Beauty Pie. Hi, okay. Oh, yes. okay. I'm going to look that up. Um, I know that both of you have done a ton of traveling in your lives. So what's a place that you haven't been that you would like to go to? Emma, start us off. Uh, Berlin. I'm a house girl, baby. <laughs> uh, and I want to go to um, Charleston at the moment. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, we'll round this out with... Lucy, we heard about your current TV Netflix relationship. Emma, what's a show right now that you are streaming or enjoying? Um, well, Social Dilemma was yesterday. Um, and I, God, I tell you what, I, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was on Netflix or whatever, but I never, I, I missed Constantine. How did I miss the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves and all the people in it? So I'm just doing a shout out for that because it blew my mind. Um, and I, I want to go and see Tenet. So I know I'm moving into movies, but I love movies. I love action movies, especially the future stuff, because that's just telling us what's coming. Nice. Very nice. Well, Morgan, why don't you tell us how we can get a hold of these lovely ladies and let's round this out. Yeah, well, I will pass that off to you guys. Please share um, with our listeners how they can find you, your social media handles, um, as well as email if you would like to share that. Sure. Yes, so our website is goodsoulhunting.com. You can find us on LinkedIn, obviously goodsoulhunting.com. Our Instagram handle is at Good Soul Hunting, and um, you are welcome to email us directly. So we're just yeah, Emma.Barry at GoodSoulHunting.com or Lucy.Ady at GoodSoulHunting.com or hello at GoodSoulHunting.com. So <laughs> I think they're the main ways. Have I missed anything, Em? Oh, that's it. The mark of a good brand when you can get all of those things. <laughs> Seriously, and when in doubt, Google Good Soul Hunting. <laughs> well ladies thank you so much for being with us today morgan and i are so appreciative of your time and be well oh this is incredible thanks for the opportunity ladies go weefer